Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies. And today we're going to talk about how to handle postpartum visitors and set clear boundaries. I have to tell you, I was not very good at this personally. So when I stumbled upon this article by our guest, I thought, wow, I think more people need to think about this ahead of time because I hear from my postpartum students a lot of people lamenting that they didn't do this and sometimes they were put in really awkward situations with visitors and I thought, let's dive deeper into this. So I have Ruth Gord-Martin. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's the founder of Coddle, an online community that supports and empowers new and expectant parents. One of the Ruth's goals of Coddle is for every new parent to be prepared for one of life's most altering experiences, becoming a parent. Ruth is also a postpartum doula and a wife and a mom of two adorable kids. So she's got a lot to offer, especially having been a postpartum doula for so long, she has been in the situation where she's had to help create those boundaries. So we're going to talk about when do we want to have people come visit the new baby? Are we waiting for vaccinations? How do we let our friends know that we're ready? How do we let our friends know that we're not ready? Should we, should the new parent be the host? I'll give you that a big no. So, and then how to ask people to politely leave when they've overstayed their welcome. So we have a lot that we're going to dive into. And if you are a an expectant parent or a new parent, I think you're going to get a lot out of this. One of the best pieces of advice that Ruth gives is really talks about not just preparing for postpartum, but how this is part of that. We don't often think of this as one of those pieces, but this is definitely a conversation to be had with your team ahead of time with your partner. So before we get to this conversation with Ruth, I just want to share some fun things happening at PYC. So we had a really fun October. We had what I called the Deb 
Club's big birthday bash challenge. And we had students that were coming almost every day. And our big winner, Alicia, came, I'd have to add it up, but she came the most. Sometimes she came twice a week. So it was just really fun. I wanted to celebrate that really fun challenge and how it brought people into classes even more than they probably would have been. And the result were people just talked about how much better they felt in their body and how much more of a community they felt because they were showing up seeing each other so much. So that was really exciting. Also, we've added another Saturday class. So now we have a 9 and 11 o'clock Saturday class in studio and online. So more options for taking yoga. That's always a good thing. We also at this point now have a fully complete on-demand library. So all of the in-person workshops now have a matching on-demand workshop. I've been trying to do this for well over a year. So I'm so excited that that's finally in place. So you can check all that out. Because I know our schedule doesn't always work with your schedule, but we still want to offer you these really important and informative workshops. So check all this out on the website, prenatalyogacenter.com. And then a little update on our teacher training. So by the time this comes out, we will be almost ready to start our winter online training. Then we have our spring in-person prenatal yoga teacher training. And then we have a postnatal teacher training in May. So lots of good work ahead of you. And then now I always like to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. If there's a topic that I haven't covered that you want me to, let me know. I'm always in the research mode for finding a topic and a speaker. And if you are a speaker and you think you would be great on the podcast, please fill out the application. I really want to hear from you. And then I ask you a favor as the listener. If you would take a moment to leave a rating and review, it helps people find us and it helps to share the support and the knowledge. All right, that is enough of me. Let's take a super quick break and we come back. Please enjoy my conversation with Ruth. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, Ruth. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing great. So I am incredibly excited to talk to you about the topic of how to handle postpartum visitors and set clear boundaries. Because as I was mentioning before we press record, that was a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With my in-laws, with my friends, it was... I mean, I think it's in life, but I think it, a lot of people struggle with this. When I brought this topic up to a recent class of postpartum students, so many of them were like, when is it coming out? So I think so many people can relate. <laughs> but I guess before we jump into that topic, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you and mm-hmm. what led you into the birth and postpartum worlds. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So we, I'll go back to boundaries. I'm from the Caribbean, Jamaica. So mm-hmm. you'll hear this accent. Uh, boundaries, I know never understood until like I migrated and came here and I'm like, there are boundaries people because family comes over whenever, anytime, you know, and in the Caribbean, it's all love until I got here. And years later, um, I'm like, yes, you can, you can say what you can tell us or tell them. And I'm like, what do you know? My family, <laughs> do, you know, do you know Caribbean people? We, we show up and yeah. So yeah, from the Caribbean, from Jamaica, born and raised, migrated to New York 
cried the first couple of times because I'm leaving warm weather to cold mm-hmm. and it's snowed terrible. So um been in New York for a couple of years, number of years now. Um, have kids. I have a 13-year-old now and an eight-year-old, and all of this postpartum, all this women. I'll say I've always been interested in women's health in New York. I got my foot wet with New York Cares because I used to work in finance, and then we used to do this whole New York Cares event. So kind of, and then I always chose like maybe kids or like women stuff. So that kind of like led me there and it just got exciting. Um, and then, you know, had a baby and then I had the shock of my life (laughs) because I had a C-section and after the C-section, they were like, you lost so much blood, you need a blood transfusion. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm from the Caribbean. We eat every animal part, liver, kidney, come on, like tell Tell me t- what, how many blood do I, how much blood do I need? Cause my grandmother or my aunt can whip up stuff that has all this iron. <laughs> and, the, and I'm like, I'm near to the Bronx. You know, like I lived like lower Westchester. So I'm like, I'm near to the Bronx. That's my place. Uh-huh. You just told me. And they're like, no, 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 you cannot leave. No food. We'll have to do the transfusion. And that was the beginning. I say of, no, I wouldn't say the end, but the beginning of the explanation of like, what blood transfusion postpartum? Nobody, I didn't read this anywhere. What? Yeah. What do you like? What, what? What do you mean? I can't move like I used to. Like C-section, meaning I had to like tuck, roll, shove, push off of the bed. What? <laughs> so, so, so that's kind of like the background of like where it all started, and just piqued my interest. My mom, my aunt, everybody showed up. So you talk about boundaries. They were fighting to come. My aunt bought a ticket, and she's like, "I'm there tomorrow, Rudy." And I'm like, "But I'm giving birth." But uh, yeah, she's already here. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so tell me a little. I'm really interested about your postpartum experience. How did that color the way that you work with postpartum and birth folks? Because it sounds. I don't want to use the word traumatic. I'd say probably maybe overwhelming, especially if you weren't thinking it would go in that direction. Wouldn't even, I mean, I had a scheduled C-section. So that was, so I was just chilling, you know, scheduling, waiting for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it came. And then one, I gave birth at um, Albert Einstein in the Bronx, which is a teaching hospital. So Mm -hmm. I was greeted with like 20 students uh, plus the doctor. So that, that was a surprise. And I think the whole like C-section thing, I was expecting C-section, but just the whole blood transfusion, usually you would be out by day three, day four, mm-hmm. day five, day six, I was still there getting agitated. Oh, wow. And then I had to, that's when I got introduced to kind of like, you could go to like a family-based pediatrician and I'm like, who is that person? And they're like, oh, family-based. Well, one nurse mentioned it. She's like, you should choose one. They can check you out and check the baby as well, right? Because, you know, your first visit is to the pediatrician after. And I was like, oh, there's such a thing? Never realizing, because I needed to make sure that my blood levels were up. I was like diagnosed now with postpartum um, anemia. Um, yeah, so it was, I think it was overwhelming because I never read anywhere. My uh, my mother-in-law showed up with like, and I, I, I tell everyone it's, um, forget what book it was. It's like, it was like, say the Planned Parenthood book on birth, mm-hmm. right? Nothing, and you go and you know those books like it looks like a big encyclopedia, right? Right. Um, and this is not far long ago. I mean, thirteen years ago, but back then there had more books than you know now. You can read everything online, but all through this plan, you know, C section at home, I was just flipping through pages, and the baby will do this and this, but nothing about postpartum and kind of what to expect. So this led me into 
this new frontier, if you want to call it, of like, if I had help, my mother-in-law showed up, my mom, like my aunt, if I had all this help and soup and stew and all that, but I still felt overwhelmed. I, I still felt like, I missed something like what mm-hmm. nobody like what um you know and the feeling that you go through of the unknown uh, you will have all the help in the world but you're still at night sitting with yourself right mm-hmm. processing all of this um and so that was it for me and it just one thing led to the other I think I, I started to complain to my husband like but but I have help but I knew this stuff you know like you're like but I knew at but I didn't expect any of this stuff. Never right. knew, never saw anything about postpartum. Didn't know, not even like how to come out of bed after the C-section, like how to take a bath after C-section, like simple things. Right. Right. Um, so that, that led me to where I am now. I'm actually gotten so much of an interest into it. Um, dug deep more into just talking to other women, talking to my friends, everybody's pregnant. I mean, at one point I was like, should I walk up to her and say, hi, I'm a doula. Like, should, I, should, I, should I, should I tell her to go read more? Like you need to know about post, you know? So like that led me now to becoming searching out and finding out more about being a doula because it's one thing if a crazy woman kind of comes up to you and start talking. It's another, it's another thing. If you know, you go politely and said, hi, Deb, I'm Ruth. I'm a doula. Listen to me. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about some of the postpartum work you do, or maybe even you talk to your, your prenatal doula clients about setting boundaries ahead of time. So I guess let's start with when do you advise people to start visiting a new baby and you know there's a kind of a wide range there's in the Mm. hospital within a few days within a few weeks what are your thoughts and when people should start visiting I always say to start with like with your partner first like their pre-baby discussions that you should have Mm -hmm. and that's one of them right who do we want at the hospital? That's the first thing, right? Do you want your mom, my mom, my aunts? Do they need to buy tickets right away? Like, you know, like start having that conversation between you and your partner. And then that kind of spills over into, I think for me, we're like, I will take care of my family. You take care of yours, right? We need, mm-hmm. I need to tag team, but we need to say the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, who's coming to the hospital, right? And then who comes what day? So I say, start with your partner first and set like the boundaries and kind of have the story <laughs> straight or have safe words that you want to use just in case we're all together. And one, you know, one family member, like your mother or mother-in-law or aunt is like overbearing enough. Like, no, we want to come and we, like find the safe word. Mm-hmm. So I would say start with the partner first and then good old, um, never too late to say, Hey, like, uh, my doctor is suggesting we wait a minute. Like you can always use the doctor. Like that's why they, they're there bad for cop. <laughs> Yeah. Be the bad cop. Um, have the doctor be the bad cop. And it's like, like, we started having conversations and the doctors maybe, you know, like based on what we're hearing, we want to wait a little bit. Like one person can come and like, look at the baby. We could do a video call from the hospital, kind of like getting into that, you know, giving them the options because they do want to come. They do want to, everybody's excited. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to find the middle ground without being the crazy parents. (laughs) Do you have a suggestion about how many people at once? And I'm going to throw in there one further question that kind of comes into this. Do you suggest waiting until the baby's had its first round of vaccinations or it could be just a few people before that? What are your thoughts on how many and when? How many? Um, The closest, the closest family. I mean, if the overbearing, I mean, you know, your family, you know, their temperament. So it's up to you because it's also your boundary and your headache and your everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So you choose 
who do you vibe with and think you're okay with at least seeing for like three hours? And again, it could be like, listen, we're only doing this much time, right? And kind of have two people or three people come. It's up to you. The vaccination thing, I say it's your comfort zone. I know a lot of doctors kind of tell you to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, if you want to wait, that's fine. I think the baby gets one vaccination at the hospital to safeguard against visitors, right? So that could work. That could be that for, that first round is good as well. Um, yeah, so a lot of that, I think, is just definitely up to the up to you, up to the parents, up to the mom, up to the partner. So really, it sounds like the first piece of advice is to, while pregnant, mm-hmm. have a conversation with mm-hmm. the partner, lay it out, and mm-hmm. then approach the families. I I did not do that, and now in hindsight, I wish I had. I had I had a little meltdown uh, with my sister in law and mother in law at my son's birth. So for whatever reason, the Jewish religion. <laughs> Eight days after baby's born, when the hormones drop and everyone's feeling overwhelmed, we had a little party in my house in my 550 square foot one bedroom in New York City. And it was just, it was bad. Like we had an argument of where the bread should go. And they were arguing. I finally took the loaf of flour and just threw it down. I'm like, it is going here. Like it was, yeah. I like the idea of doing this before the overwhelm, before the change of hormones. Mm -hmm. That is really good. And and, and as you said, like, even if you were there with the bread and people and 500 square feet, have that safe word, right? Like bread, bread, bread. And he could come running. (laughs) Yes, because it was just not, it was not good. To this day, I still remember just like seeing red and being angry. Yeah, so safe safe words are good as well. If you can come up with a safe word, because by now you know each other's uh, family members and who's crazy and who's not, right? Yes. All right. So I have a question about visitors. So I did have this, I was in a little bit of an awkward, awkward situation once. So I stopped by a friend's apartment to bring some food and to see the baby. Mm-hmm. And she didn't actually let me in. She had her husband bring the baby to the door. So what is, what are some polite ways to communicate with friends when you're not ready for visitors after the baby was born? Because I was planning on hanging out and she's yeah, like, exactly. thank you for the food. Yeah. Okay, go away and now. Um, I, I say we have this, you know, there's, um, social media, make a Facebook post. I don't know who, you know, who's on a part of the Facebook group, IG group, make a Facebook or IG story, leave it up saying, um, you know, we'll be out of touch for a while, including you don't touch, don't call us. We'll call you, <laughs> Smart. <laughs> you know, and if there's a baby shower, you can announce it, announce it at the baby shower as well that listen, you know, we'll, that makes you know sense. We're not, we're, yeah, we're not ready for visitors. Give it, give us some time. Um, you know, just be, be polite. Don't be rude. And I think most people understand, everybody wants to come. It's a new baby. But at the same time, just the way in your tone of saying it, even if it's a Facebook post, if you want to say, or a group, you know, I, a, a, a message, a DM message of all your friends on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, at least let people know these are your intentions. This is what I'm going to do. And as I said, you can always use a doctor or a doula yeah. <laughs> as the bad cop. And that, then, that's smart. Know, and if, if, and then you'll have people who are like outlaw Josie Wales that will definitely try to show up unannounced. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can always come up with, as you said, like, even if they, the, you know, your friend's husband grabbed the food and said, baby's napping. Can, can we, can we, can we, can we do a two days from now? I'm like <laughs> a couple, you know, so you can actually have 
polite ways too to not feel like even if they show up unannounced be polite about it and say hey baby's napping blah 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 something okay. so that, you know so that they, they turned away they turned away disappointed but you don't feel like crap you know i mean you were unannounced but there's a whole method to it right there's a whole right way how you can message out that stuff and then there's other times where you have the overbearing one and you're just like hey it's no not right now nope 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 no it's a complete sentence nope nope so once someone's decides okay i'm fine to have people over how do you suggest do they would, would some maybe like a schedule what do you yeah. think the best way to do say, that like have a whole me- and it's the opposite of what you're doing to say you don't want people over with a facebook post or an instagram post you can have a whole meet and greet session right oh i like that a little meet and greet yeah and it's a whole thing and and they can bring bread and please have them bring food do not have them come to your house with nothing <laughs> right so if it's yes. a whole meet and greet sesh whatever you've been craving through pregnancy and you're like all right so i am a sushi lover i have not had right so make it make the visitors worth your while as well they're coming to see the baby but you know that you're gonna need this and it could be the meet and greet where you're like you know what i need to just spend 20 more minutes in the tub in a six bath and they're mm-hmm. coming at what time they need to come around three o'clock by nap time. So while they are here, I can actually do something else instead of like coming to watch you and the baby. Right. Right. So I say it's a combination of now that we know that mom needs so much rest and there is this whole thing and we're trying to change the narrative around postpartum and, and how moms are at home and what to feel and to expect. Um, if you're having visitors, I, I, I think, you know, I suggest that, you know, a twofer, if you want to call it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about setting some rules when considering to have people come to a new baby. I remember we had something and we might, my husband and I might've gone a little overboard, but we always, we always take shoes off in the house, but Mm -hmm. we also made everybody wash their hands as soon as they came in. So what kind of rules may, might someone want to consider when coming to meet a brand new baby? Um, same, wash your hands. Do not kiss the baby on your mouth. Like, do not mm. kiss the baby. Like, you know. So that's a big no no, I say. And and it's like, um Are people really kissing a newborn yeah. baby on his mouth? Really? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. never would have thought that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. No kissing a baby on the mouth, washing your hands. Um and you want people over that are not judgmental, that are actually there coming for support not to say you know when i gave birth like in 19 (laughs) (laughs) you you know so um and i always as i said throw in the other things of the coming a twofer get groceries get some food blah 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 but uh, you know a lot of that is no kissing no hugging especially if you even if they're vaccinated you're they're still new and they're so they're all new right new to everything new to virus new to you new to clothes i mean in new york city you, you take the subway, you go, I mean, I, I think people still do it now. You take the subway, you go home, you like take off all your clothes and they take a shower and like, you know, all that stuff. So just yeah. imagine if you doing that alone by yourself, just imagine like, you're leaving all that subway or whatever it is and then coming into a, a house. So definitely take off shoes. It is a custom and whatever custom there is, uh, freaking adhere to the custom when you go there, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go there and try to like, you know, I'm here to see the baby, whatever. 
Yeah, no, we'd actually had people that did not want, my mom's friends did not want to take their shoes off. Exactly. We're like, we do shoes off. And it was, yeah. it was a little bit. So I yeah. guess maybe beforehand, before they come, mm-hmm. just say, these are our house rules. Yes. Gosh, I wish I did this. I yes. so, I'm hearing myself say this and I'm like, why didn't I do this? It could have been before you come, these are our rules. Right. And if you feel like you can't follow them, then and, that's then, then please don't come. <laughs> but you have to say it very politely. Very nicely. Right? <laughs> nice. Yeah, please don't come. But now there's Zoom. So if someone's like, I just can't follow that. I need to keep my shoes Zoom. on for whatever reason. You can say, Fine. great, we could do a Zoom, Zoom. meet the baby. Yeah. Or as I said, the same meet and greet, or you could buy those little footsie things. Like you could get them at home. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. Yes. If you yeah. do have, and then yeah. you can have them at the door. Because not many people, yeah, everybody... They want to take off their shoes, but you're, but there's a whole, it's like those little booties. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. a whole podcast, I think, or some other New York times article about your shoes and how much dirt and like germs and everything that he carries around. Right. <laughs> oh no, trust me. Whenever I like cross into the kitchen with my shoes on, my husband's like, how's that dog pee that you just took across our kitchen? I'm like, thank you. How's the New York city subway that you just well, trapped I just through? I just said that. I just said that. Like you holding on to the subway and we take these things for granted. Cause you're like, okay, fine. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you meet a new baby. And then you think about it, you need a new baby. And the mom is like, so take off your jacket, your scarf, you're this and you're like what what and if yeah. you think about it it is the baby just got home still new to everything trying to figure out all this noise and i'm like you know maybe think, thinking why am i not back in there why am i out here with all these crazy people right <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note we're gonna take a super quick break when we come back let's talk about family members that have other kids and should they bring them along all right so quick break we'll be right back If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. So we are back. So what are your thoughts on friends or family that have other kids they want to bring along? Is that a yay or nay when visiting a newborn? Yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, I guess it's, it's, you know, up to the friend and you're visiting, but, um, it's okay. I mean, you have to just be careful. Well, um, younger kids is fine. They're just there to see another baby. Right. And, and maybe the younger kid can be that one that you bring along. They're like, Oh, there's a baby. And, you know, kind of like start talking with the baby, just have a connection with the baby, a whole different, remind them not to touch the baby, (laughs) not to touch the baby. Do not kiss the baby. Right. Yeah. Especially they're like a new cousin and you're like, Oh, this is your new cousin. And me, and you know, if it's a new cousin, they always say cousins are your first siblings. Right. So if it's a, you know, if a cousin, you'll be like, Oh, this is going to be your sibling on tail. But definitely okay with bringing along um, 
as long as they're healthy, I guess. Because I felt like once my son was in preschool as a toddler, as like a two-year-old, my gosh, it was like a Petri dish there. I felt like he was constantly getting sick. Yes, definitely. So that's one of the things you have to look out for. And then you're a parent as well, right? So you're conscious of that. You understand So. If the if the baby as again Zoom if the baby's sick if your you know if your um your child is sick and you want to visit you start with the Zoom and you warm up to you know yeah going there and and maybe what it is you just meet in a park it's okay like that's smart maybe that's the other the other thing you as a mom or a parent um a birthing person trying to drag the mom out of the house because sometimes even after birth and you hear the story about walk you should walk you should walk we don't want to walk anywhere like what. So this is maybe, this meat is going to be like the reason why the mom leaves the house and walk, yeah. right? So that could be as well. If you can't meet, if the if they're, you know, siblings are, not siblings are sick, if there are other kids around and they're sick and they kind of don't look good, but you want to visit and you're not sure. Oh, I love that kid. idea of a little outside. Yeah, little outside. Zoom is good. And all else fails, everybody button up and uh, go for a walk. Meet in the park, sit down, you know. Oh, Different I like that. for mom too, right? So that's a little fresh air. Yeah. A little self-care for mom. You're adding to all her self-care. So. (laughs) All right. So this is something that I end up having. I always found that I ended up being the host as a new parent when friends visited. What are some ways to make it put more on the visitors to work instead of the new parent to wait on them? Like I remember literally like getting people water, Mm. entertaining. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just had a baby. And why am I, you know, helping you yeah. shouldn't you help yeah. me and I didn't have the words because I felt awkward what are some ways to put the other people to work um I think I, I talk a lot about um you know if you decide to have going back to the visitors conversation if you decide to have visitors um what do you want them to do do you want them to come and sit and watch you you know you can depending on the visitor you can give them a task right have them bring um food I do like the giving them a task bring I really like that, that. There's a, I, there's an, uh, a page in, um, forgot what book I was reading. The art of, is it the art of breastfeeding by Leche? I forget the womanly art of breastfeeding by Leche. And there's a, um, a page all dedicated to just, a, um, like a checklist. And it says at the top, like, uh, while we're happy because breastfeeding moms, you know, like we you snack more, you do all this stuff more, right? You need more food, whatever, whatever. And it was like, uh, something at top that said, while we're we're happy to see you, these are the things that we would like for you to do if you come to visit us. And it was like simple things, yeah. Like you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't so much as tidying up. It's just pack out the dishwasher, the the blah, like little things. So you can actually just assign if they're coming. But how do you, you know, say that? Like I just felt I mean, like it depends on the tone of the. It depends on the friend who's coming. Your mother-in-law is coming, and then there are different versions of mother-in-law. I had a great mother-in-law that lived with me for two years. So not, I mean, not and I say that all the that time. That is amazing. My eyes just went out of my head and my eyebrows, like that is, that's a I special tell, relationship. I'll tell, I'll tell her to listen to this podcast. I'm like, she came and lived with us for two whole years. When she was, my, my husband was like, oh, Ruth, this is how I grew up. And I'm like, uh, shut up. Because she was just doing, doing, doing. And he was just remin- walking around the house, reminiscing on his childhood, right? My mom oh, wow. is here. Like he went as... My daughter was, I don't know, two months. I think he went to six or one year old because he just went right back down to being a kid all over again. So mother-in-law, some of them want to come. Some of them are on tippy toes, not sure. And some of them are so used to being homely, doing, doing, give them a freaking task. They're just waiting for you to say it. 
So as a postpartum doula, have you ever been at someone's house when you saw that that boundary hadn't been set? And then as the postpartum doula, you kind of put the bad cop hat on. You're like, okay, visitor, why don't you do? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've done that before. And I just go, I first, I talked to the mom because she's coming to me and I was like, all right, mother-in-law. And I'm, I'm the neutral party in this. So I'll right. go to her and I was like, Hey, we, mom is learning, you know, give her some time. We know how it's done. We understand. I even my mother-in-law looked at me and called me a new age mom. And I knew what she meant. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you new age mom. So the same kind of thing, like had a conversation with the mother-in-law and said, give her some time. We're all learning. Like it's a learned skill, right? We weren't born a mother, just like you learned. It's going to, she has to learn herself. Give her some time. If you have any questions, come to me, ask me, I'll help her. Tell me and I'll tell her. So it was like me in between um, the mom. She had twins and then she had, she was struggling with breastfeeding. She was also a doctor. So she was like battling with the fact that I'm a doctor. She was an immunologist. So I am pediatric immunologist. Like I deal with kids all day. I know I'm pregnant. I had my kid and twins and I can't breastfeed. I'm like, well, it's different. It's very different. Exactly. But there's a whole thing in her head. And then on top of that, a mother-in-law who is like, or someone in the house saying all this stuff. So definitely me going in and, and a lot of for doulas, it's a lot of like evidence-based stuff, right? So I come from the Caribbean and, and and most of us come from like some old adage or something. And and not for nothing, they were good. And there's a reason why we grew up on them and we're all here and we survived, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we know more and there's evidence that proves otherwise, right? So mm-hmm. I always throw in what the evidence says. I understand what you're thinking, but what the evidence says. So even for just having visitors and giving them a task and say, Hey, if you're coming, you know, I order, I wanted to order from this restaurant. I have some gift cards. I'll order the food. Can you just go pick it up on your way? Simple things. Right. Um, and I say, give them a task. Like once you're in postpartum, miss independence goes out the window. Like mm-hmm. people are literally waiting. Some of them are paying, but they're actually people, some, you know, friends and family who are literally waiting for you to give them a task. Give them. They're actually literally waiting. Yeah. Oh, I've, gone I like that. Houses, I've gone into houses where they're like, I don't think you, why did you get a doula? Because the mom is like so concerned that she now has to tell, you know, like from being independent uh, to being now no longer independent, sitting at home and then have to feel like she has, she becomes, she thinks she's a burden. Mm-hmm. But it's opposite. They're actually sitting there understanding what it means. If nothing else, they may not understand all the other postpartum things, but they understand what it means when you have a baby, right? Yeah. And they're, they're just sitting waiting for the task. So throw, I say throw, throw a few t- tasks out there. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't stick on this one, the next one. <laughs> I really like the idea of having tasks ready and also kind of knowing the person that's yes. there and knowing yeah. what task would be good for them. All right. Yeah. So here's one. So, all right. We've had people over, they washed mm-hmm. their hands, they took their shoes off. It's been a lovely <laughs> visit, but as the new parent, you're like, okay, I need to be done now. So how do you suggest to politely Ask someone who's overstayed their welcome the to leave. Opposite the opposite of what you did in before. Like, yeah, baby needs to nap now, so everybody needs to leave now. <laughs> no, but um, uh, a lot of it, you know, there are cues that you can do as well. And if, if it and if it comes to the point where if they're visiting and you have to like politely excuse yourself and go in the room with the baby, just like, hey, I want to take a nap. Give me some time. I'll be, take a nap and I'll be back. Right. So mm-hmm. someone like excuse yourself from the room. Um, is, yeah. is definitely one way to kind of send the hint, right? That listen, 
it's it's time for you to go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Do you go take a nap again? I guess at this point you could put the yeah. bad cup as the baby. Like the baby really yeah, needs quiet. the baby needs a nap. But at the same time, I, you have. You can even say that in the whole schedule meet and greet. Hey, we want people over between three and five. Um, and, and we, and you say that because set, you're setting the stage for later, right? So you're like, we want people over, people can come from three and three to five by five thirty ish, six, she's going to be ready for a nap. So everybody needs to be winding up and blah, blah, blah. So that's all at, like pre, pre ahead of time, pre visitor, mm. pre conversation. And that kind of sets the tone. So by the time you start shuffling around and saying you're ready to take a bath, take a nap, they already had it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I gotta go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess it's really about when I, everything I'm hearing, it's really about thoughtful conversation or thoughtful boundaries ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation or the invitation really laid out ahead of time instead of just being like, sure, come on over because that makes, that can be more awkward. Yeah. And I I I think I I, I always stress, it's one thing you can prepare for postpartum and this is part of the preparation. Yeah. How do you prepare prepare for food? Um, you know, like there's so many aspects because before I just thought postpartum, you just had the baby come home, sit down. Right. And, And, but you realize now when you're home, as you said, there's a whole party happening. There's all this stuff because people are still living their lives. Right. And you're just now in the midst in a moment in that mix, but you still need time to bond to, to like process all this birth stuff, this, that, this new change, this new normal, everything, the nighttime sleeping. So I think a lot of it is just preparing and planning, prepare pre-baby, prepare lots of conversation, checklist. Um, yes. You know, it's more than just like the baby shower and going to Target or whatever, Amazon baby, and look at all the registry stuff. We, we moms and we women, the birth in person, we can all prepare for postpartum, prepare for visitors, prepare for what to say, how to handle them, prepare for tasks, prepare to give them tasks. This makes so much sense because honestly, when I talk to my prenatal students about, we talk obviously about preparing for birth, but then I say you have to prepare for postpartum. And I have never thought to prepare for how to handle visitors. I've talked about, do you have a therapist that you may right. want to be in touch with? Do you have Breast a support group? Yes. Lactation yes. consultant. Yes. Yes. All, yes. I've had all of that, like divvying up the, the tasks between you and partner. But I've actually, in all my years, I never had considered how are you going to prepare for visitors? So this yes. is really... This is a new, uh, I guess, idea, and I'm just so excited to add this to the postpartum prep. Yeah, but but we don't think about it, right? Because no. as I said before, think about it. You already said the the other ailments you're thinking about: the breastfeeding, the support, the pelvic floor therapist. I say, yes, you know, the village that your people are always like. Where's the village? Are they gonna come? No, the village means you created your own village, like the new new age village. Yeah, right? is to create your own village, which is all these people. The this uh, and a part of that is preparing for the visitors who are coming. They're the village; they're coming. But how do you kind of get in that rhythm, as you said, uh, to make sure that you're happy with them coming and you're not like after they leave, you're like, oh my god, what the hell, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that, this is really giving me a lot of food for thought, and I'm excited that we've had this conversation. Okay, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, what is one final tip or piece of advice you would like to offer? new and expectant parents. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. So we're back now. You are a parent. You're also a doula. So (laughs) I'm curious where you're going to draw on. So 
one final tip or piece of advice you'd like to offer new and expectant parents? I have so many. Um, (laughs) I have so many because there's so many holes that you see all the time. So are we talking about visitors and siblings and and It could be anything, yeah. Friends with kids. I always say, what about if you have older kids? How do you prepare the, the siblings for the newborn, right? We never th- think about all that as well. We're like, oh, you're having a baby and there's all the conversation maybe while you, you know, like your belly and everything and they're up on the belly, but what are other things that you can do um, with the older sibling, the younger siblings to get them into the groove of, you know, preparing for the baby. Massage is good. Um, having, you know, start watching some movies. There's Daniel Tiger. There's a whole bunch of shows that you could get with regards to preparing for, you know, the sibling for a baby. Mm -hmm. I always, my biggest one is the whole sleep and rest and sleep and sleep and sleep. And I'll tell you this much. One more thing. My husband, my husband here is going to kill me. When we, when I was pregnant and he still is like, he was a night owl. He would be up, up, up all hours. And I'm like, Ooh, I think I'm so lucky. Oh my God. I'm so lucky. Listen, the the minute I had the baby and got home, he slept every night. He slept, slept, slept. And I was like, what? But you've been up. And one of the things I always talk to moms about is like preparing for sleep. Yeah. How, how do you manage all that stuff? And there's a big conversation around sleep. And as for like, even still when I went through my doula training and I heard this and I, I, it's always stuck with me. You've slept all this time, pre-baby, eight hours, nine hours. What Now baby's here. Your body still wants that. It's yeah. your job to kind of figure out how do I still get this nine hour in so I don't feel like a zombie. And, uh, you know, like it won't happen all the time, but kind of like that's the mentality going into sleep that you need to think about. How do I get, what can I do to get my nine hours? Nine and, hours. Oh my gosh. I don't know. And and you won't, but sleep is so underrated and there's a whole thing around sleep. But I say my biggest mantra all is you can prepare for postpartum. You can prepare for sleep. You can prepare for rest. You can prepare for visitors. You can prepare for food, like what to eat, all these things that we're doing for baby and registry and all that. We forget ourselves. And if nothing I say to moms, prepare, prepare for postpartum. That is, yes. (laughs) mic drop because that is it prepare for postpartum all right and where can people find your work i am all over instagram so i have a website um it's coddle c-o-d-d-l-e.co and that's where i talk a lot about anything that comes to my head turns into a blog because that's where you found me so like articles about visitors so there's a website there's instagram and i use instagram a lot as just like at the forefront of all of this is just preparing and teaching and telling and, you know, moms about postpartum. So definitely coddle, C-O-D-D-L-E-D-O-T-C-O. So coddle.co, all written out. Um, and then along with the, uh, the the Instagram, there is a whole website on the website. There's a whole um, line of postpartum recovery products, all natural, plant-based, drawing on my experience of growing up in the Caribbean and seeing all the plants and what they did to me. And there's a whole story around another podcast, living with my, being with my grandmother and just seeing all the herbs and plants and just the history of plants. So I've drawn that stuff and came up with a line of postpartum products. Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I will make sure we have all the links. Your, what your pot, yeah, sorry, your website is actually fantastic. That's how I, I don't yes. know how I found you, but I was searching for someone to have this conversation and I came upon your article and I'm like, this Google. is the person. Google. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it, it's really been quite a joy. So thank you, Ruth, for sharing your knowledge. I know our community is going to get a lot out of this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, you know, searching and searching and finding me. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.